0: and grateful this afternoon we thank you holy spirit for your presence here indeed your presence is mighty in this place spirit of god do not leave us we welcome you we ask that you lead and guide us through this service minister to us let us not live here the same but may we live here refreshed, anointed, and closer in our walk with you. I avail myself, Holy Spirit, use me. Let the words that proceed out of my mouth not be of man's wisdom. But let it be the engrafted word of God, which is able to save our souls. I pray, O oh Lord, that your word will have access to our hearts and will change us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. I want us to sing this song before we sit down. Lord, I look to you. Let us sing that song before we sit down. I want us to put your heart to this song and sing it. Let it be from your heart. Let it be from your heart. Lord, I, I love to you One, I God I love, love, love Lord, to you I won't be you overwhelmed world. Give, Give me vision To see things like you, you do God I love, love to you You're where my hope comes I'm from you know just what to do oh god i love love to you. you i won't be Oh, now song. Wonderful. We are going to sing this. It blesses my heart so much. Hallelujah. It blesses my heart so much. When I look at the people that God died for, when I look at people that God sent his son to die for, and he chooses me to stand before them, to minister to them, all I want is that he will give me the vision that a single! vision of God. Amen. I need a vision of God. Hallelujah. To lead such great and wonderful people, you need a vision of God. You can do it with your own wisdom. You can do it with your own vision. Hallelujah. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord as you take your seats. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Well, um, I want everyone to settle. Let everyone settle. And any reason why those seats, are people sitting in them? Can we, are people sitting in them, let's fill them. And um, so they're not, people are, the choir. Wonderful. Okay. They've gone to Sunday school. Some of them have gone to Sunday school so people can sit in them, so that if you are not doing things in the back, then you can come and sit down. If you are not doing anything in the back, come and sit here. Please quickly, so that we will begin our service quickly. Amen. Wonderful. So we have been sharing for the last few weeks, we have been sharing from a very, very interesting story um, about the madman of Gadara. We've been sharing so many things about this particular story that um, we read in Mark chapter 5. And... um, There is so much that is in this story. Um, We are learning so much from this particular man who was possessed by demons. And by studying his activities and the things that he did, we are learning so many things about demons. And we are learning how to deal with demons. We are learning about their characteristics and how to deal with them, their activities and how to deal with them. Amen. Amen. Now, we are not trying to say here that you do not take responsibility for your own mistakes and your own actions, and blame everything on demons. That is not the idea here. Um, But there are certain things and um, certain knowledge that, as a Christian, you need to have, as a Christian, there, is, there are certain things that you need to be aware of as far as demons are concerned because they are real. Amen. Amen. They are real. And the way their nature is, is they like to be in darkness and they like to be in a way such that you don't take them to be real. You ignore them. That is how they are able to act. That is how they can manifest very well that you are not aware of them. They don't exist. And so many people live like that, and they don't believe in demons, and they don't acknowledge that certain activities or certain things that they are doing are from demons. Hallelujah. You see, it's like roaches, roaches and mice, you know. You don't see them. In the night when there is no light, they come out. They come out, and a whole lot of them come out. In your home, you don't see them, but in the night, they come out in, because they like darkness. When there's light, they don't like to be around. They will go and be in places where it's dark, where you can see them, and then you will feel. So if you are not seeing roaches in your house, you may think that they are not there. And as long as there's darkness, so if you come to your house, if you come to your house and you don't turn on the light, and you just want to walk in the darkness, they can be with you. They can dwell there with you. So you see the mouse who is eating your bread. He's there in the corner. And the bread that you are going to eat, he's also eating some. Do you see? And then he's eating it. And then he's eating it. And the roaches are also eating your food. They are going around and eating. And they are just watching to see you're not going to turn the light on. Just, as long as you keep the light off, they will be there. As long as the light is not there, they will be there. Hallelujah. And so they will be very comfortable if you will come every time and you don't have light in the house. They will just be around. The moment you turn the light on, they start running away. They start running away. Hallelujah. The moment the light comes on, then they see, so they are there and they are watching. They are eating and they are watching. They are looking to see if you are not going to the switch. They are looking to see you are not going to turn the light on. And if you are not going to the light, then they are okay. That is how demons operate. The Bible says... The word of God, it bringeth light. It says, the entrance of your word giveth light. Hallelujah. So you see, when the word of God comes, it brings light and it scatters the demons. Amen. Amen. Look at that scripture in um, Psalm 119 and verse 130. So you see, you are there and you feel that everything is okay. This is how things are, and they like that. I think it's is it some 130, some verse one hundred and thirty. It says, The entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. So you see, what you have assumed to be a simple situation, and this is the way things are, I don't know why, but you know, it's it's okay. And you have assumed, the moment the light of God comes, the moment the word of God comes, you see, it turns on the light. And then you realize, aha, this is what it is. Then you realize, oh, this thing, that is what it is. It says, it giveth understanding unto the simple. It means, the simple also means the naive, the unknowing, the unsuspecting. Hallelujah. Irene, do you understand the word of God this afternoon? It bringeth light. Hallelujah. John chapter 1 and verse 5. John chapter 1 and verse 5. What does it say? It says, it says, what does it say? It says, the, close the word. It says, the light, the light, it shines where? In the darkness. It shines in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. That means the darkness cannot stand it. I said, the roaches will be happy as long as there is no light. Demons are happy around you as long as there is no light, as long as you have not turned on the light. But the moment the light comes on, then they start scattering. Hallelujah. That is why, that is why homes where there's a lot of prayer going on. A home where they're praying all the time. They are always praying. Demons cannot survive in that place because there is light in that place. They don't like that. A home where they are only always opening it up for women's meeting, area fellowship. They come and they share the word. Christians come and then they pray and they are sharing the word. They come and they do this. They gather. Demons cannot survive there because the light is always on in a place like that. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. And that is why we are learning about demons. Because they hide in darkness. And the word of God will expose them. Amen. So today we want to continue. And we want to share. We want to learn about the territorial nature of demons territorial nature of demons. Amen. So, quickly, why don't we read our story from Mark chapter 5 and verse 1. Again, Mark chapter 5 and verse 1. This is the story that we've been reading for the last few weeks. It says, And they came over onto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. When who came out of the ship? Jesus. Jesus. When, Jesus when Jesus came out of the ship and landed on the land of the Gadarene, he says, there came out a man out of the tombs of an unclean spirit who had his dwellings among the tombs and no man could bind him. No, not with chains. He lived in the tombs and no man could bind him. He says, because that he had been often bound with feathers and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the feathers broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off he ran and worshiped him and cried with a loud voice and said what have I to do with thee Jesus thou son of the most high god i adjure thee by god that thou torment me not Amen. for he said unto him come out of the unclean come out the come out of the man thou unclean spirit And he asked him, what is thy name? And he answered, saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much, 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 that he would not send them away out of the country. He says, now there was then nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. Hallelujah. I want you to take note of some few verses here. Let us look at verse 7 again. He says, And this man, he says, And cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. The next verse, he says, For he said unto him, Come out of the, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. Jesus told, spoke to the unclean spirits that were, that were in the man to come out of the man. And then they begged him, he says, Don't torment us. Now verse 9. He says, and he asked him, what is thy name? And he answered, saying, my name is Legion. For we are many. My name is Legion. For we are many. Now this is the verse that I want you to take note of. He says, and he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. He besought him much. He besought him much. You know, when you read a new, um, a, a new Living Translation or the NIV, it says he begged them a lot, begging and begging and begging, and saying, don't send us out. It says, and he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. Don't send us out of the area. Hallelujah. Demons are not comfortable when they are sent out of their area. You see, these demons, they, as you, you see, the man said, don't torment me. Don't torment me. And you realize that they didn't ask for instance that Oh, don't let us be out of this man. They didn't ask that. You see, if you were demons, you would ask, you would beg that, don't let, don't let us leave this man. We have been here for a long time. Let us be here. Hallelujah. They did not do that. Amen. They besought him much that he cast them not from the place. Not from the place. Amen. They were not begging that he does not send them or he does not destroy them. That was not what they were asking for. What they were asking for was that he does not cast them out of the area. This reveals an important characteristic of demons. It tells us very, a very important characteristic that we need to be aware of and we need to know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The demons were saying, do anything to us, but don't drive us away from our territory of operation. Do anything to us, but do not send us away from this territory. This is where we operate. Amen. This is where we operate. They were not begging that don't destroy us. They were not begging that don't send us to hell now, that was not what they were, what they were begging was that leave us in this area as we will come out. You cast us out, but don't send us away from this area. Wow. 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 Amen. Amen. They besought him. They were be begging him, begging him, besoughting him. They besought him. Don't cast us away. You see, because it is not easy. To let go of your home it is not easy to let go of your home a lot of you people you have moved from your home country and you have come to another country but you are still holding on to your home as much as you can you are holding on to your home you would rather go to your home store to buy your home food Even if it costs you so much money, you will sell. So you see, they have, they have Canadian grocery. Uh, they have Jamaican store. They have um, African stores. They have, and that is your home. You feel comfortable going to a place. You, you, even though you can buy a can of tomato sauce from a discounted store, at say a dollar, in your home store, they will sell it even expired and you will still go and you will buy it. And you will be happy so you see it's not easy to let go of home you have you 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 have moved here your mind is still on home a lot of you you have built homes at home and you have hopes that one day i'm going home you cannot let go of home amen When you are buying a car, you are buying the one that you are driving here. You say, I am buying one that I can also take home. (laughs) So all your mind, and then you buy, and then you go and buy. You see, you will not go and buy, um, um, what are some of the cars they sell here? Chevy, you will not go and buy Chevy. You will buy a Toyota or you will buy a Mercedes. You will buy a BMW or you will buy a Nissan or some type of. And then you say, I am buying it to use here so that I will do what? Take home. And so you drive it. And then 10 years you are still driving it here. And then it's finished and then it's broken. And you go and buy another of another Toyota and you're driving it to take home. But you are here. Because you cannot let go of home. Oh, oh, oh. Amen. Amen. So it's not easy to let go of home. Amen. Amen. There's a scripture in Matthew, Matthew chapter 12 and verse 43. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 43. It says, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest. He's seeking rest. Unclean spirits, they are always looking for rest. Home is rest for them. Home is rest where they are not disturbed. Where the darkness is still on. Amen. Home is rest for them. And so he says, he goes around dry places seeking rest and findeth none. And what does he say? Verse 44, he says, then he said, I will return unto my house. From whence I came out. When the unclean spirit leaves you. His eyes are still on you. Just as you have moved from home. And your eyes are still on home. And as, do you understand what I am sharing. This afternoon. Hallelujah. So he says, he says to himself. I will return unto my house. From whence I came out. And when he is come. He find it empty, swept, and garnished. And it's so clean. And he's very happy. And he says, this time... I need a foundation so I cannot be moved. This time, I need stability because home is shaking. Home is troubled. I realize that this person is getting into prayers and quiet time and Bible reading and, you know, the church activity. And he's getting too much into it and he's making too much light here. We cannot have our bread in the night. We cannot do this. So this time, I'm coming back with a stronger force. So he says, then goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. So whereas before it was just your difficulty with prayers, you know, your difficulty with prayers, your difficulty with prayer. Now it's not just difficulty with prayers; it is difficulty with coming to church. You see, before coming to church was not a problem for you, but prayer meeting, oh. That was a demon that was tormenting you. Now he has come not only with prayer meeting difficult demons, but he has come with church attendance demons. You see, demons, they have to work in groups. He says we are many. That is why you find a a man who, who is a fornicator and lies a lot of women. He also has a demon of lies. He has to learn how to lie very well. You know, he has to, he can lie and he will remember he's a very good liar. Because when the demon or fornicator, you cast him out, he came. He came with the demon. Because it was through lies that they caught you. So he says, this thing is not happening again. I'm coming with the lies. Amen. So demons are territorial. They like to come back where they belong hallelujah amen Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12 it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities principalities talks about someone with authority over a certain area principalities having principalities like a principal of a school That is her territory or his territory. Everyone is under him or under her. Demons like principalities. Amen. Now, what does this imply? What are the implications of these things? Let us look at some implications of what we are learning. Hallelujah. It means demons operate in localities. They operate in domains. Demons operate in countries. You'll find a common demon in a particular country. Demons operate in cities. You will find the same demons in a certain place. The same demons you'll find them in a certain street. Demons operate in streets. When you are driving, when you are driving on Fifth Avenue and you are coming from lower Manhattan, and you are driving on Faith Avenue, you look at the stores on Faith Avenue and the streets, and then you look at the cars that are driving there, the same streets as you are coming, you will see that there's a a certain type of demons that are here. The demons that are here, they are not the demons of burnt houses and dirty, you know, littered streets and... Um, homeless people around. You know, you don't see that type of demons. But as you are driving on the same street, there is a clear demarcation as you enter into a certain zone. And then totally you realize that there are different demons here. You realize that the homes here, they are bent. The same fit, the same street, Madison Avenue. You are just coming uptown. Then you get to a certain place and you see the people are, are as if they are They are zombies. They are just walking around like that. And then they... The moment you enter into a certain street, you see a lot of liquor stores. A lot of liquor stores. Different demons in a different territory. Hallelujah. Amen. And you see, you will think that, oh, as for these people. This is how they are. They are demons in that territory the same street, you can park your car here and leave it. The doors even not locked. You may come back and you still find your things. But you just come further down. You can lock your car. They will get in the car. Because there are different demons in that area. Amen. Demons operate in homes also. So when you understand this, you realize that in a certain area, you don't need to fight certain demons. And in other areas, you need to focus on certain demons. Because this is their territory. Hallelujah. So the first implication, it means that planting a church can be more difficult in a certain place than another place. It is easier to plant a church in Africa, for instance, than it is in Europe. Because the demons in Europe are different from the demons that are in Africa, for instance. Amen. So you realize that there are so many churches in Africa. Every corner there's a church. But it is difficult to find people sitting in church on Sunday in Europe, for instance. Amen. Because there are different demons. Hallelujah. Hallelujah the demons that are in Africa, they just focus on poverty. Poverty and hunger. And so that is why a lot of you, you run away. You escape those demons. But there are other demons that you have met here also. Because demons are territorial. So you escape one group of demons you come and meet another set of demons. But your focus should be on the demons that are in the land. So that here maybe you don't need to... Cast out demons for your breakfast. You don't rise up casting out demons before you can have breakfast. As you were doing in certain place. But there are other demons that you have to focus on. Amen. Second thing, it means that Christian life is easier in certain places than others. Christian life is easier in certain places than others. Every time I'm sharing with people when they arrive from a certain country or they come from other areas and they come, I say there are different demons here who are going to ensure that you backslide. Yeah. And they will make church. There are some people who move to the country and their church activities start going down. Yeah. They can be in the system and hide and not go to church and for a long time. But you see, they could not have done that in another place where they were living. Because the demons are different. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? The demons in America, they are different from the demons in Africa. As far as your Christian life is concerned. And you ought to be conscious of that. That the way you were doing your Christian life where you were, you cannot continue that same way here. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You cannot. And you have to force. You realize that uh, now you have to force to do your quiet time. It was easier before. It was easy for you to rise up and do a worship. Have a wonderful worship before you go to work, before you do your quiet time, go to work. This, it's not like that. The demons here, they are always pushing you You see, certain places you see that when the women are going to work, you see the way they walk. They they they, they walk like this. They are just just relaxed. They're strolling to work. But the demons that are here, they drive you. You You have to move. You have to move. You have to move. Amen. And you have to be conscious of that. Hallelujah. The demons in New York City are different from the demons that are in Las Vegas. You understand what I'm sharing with you? The demons in New York City are different from the demons in Las Vegas. If you go to Las Vegas, there are a lot of demons that help you to commit fornication. They help you to come, And so even when they are doing the commercial, you will see that fornication is advertised. When they are inviting you to come to Las Vegas. They show you beautiful women, naked, half-dressed, all these things. And say, come, come, come. The demons are here. We will help you commit fornication. Amen. They are different from the demons in New York City. Look at the scripture. Look, you have to be conscious of these things. There's a scripture in 2 Peter chapter 2. 2 Peter chapter 2. And verse 7. 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 7. It says. Let's go to verse 6 and see. It says. And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes. condemn them with an overthrow. Making them an example unto those that should after live ungodly. And delivered just lots. Vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. And he says, for that righteous man. You see, a Christian, a righteous man. He says, for that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing was vexed his righteous soul from the day to day with their unlawful deeds. That's a Christian. Let's read from the New Living Translation. Verse 7. He says, And if he rescued Lot, a righteous man who was distressed by the filthy lives of lawless men. Lawless men. For that righteous man, living among them day after day, was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. This is a demon in the land. And as you are living amongst them day to day, you will change. Your Christian life will change. (laughs) Hallelujah. The demon that is in New York City is a covetousness. Chasing after money. You will have strength for money. You will do everything for money but not for God. You don't mind getting tired for money but not for God. That is a demon that is in the land and you ought to be conscious of that demon. You see, that you are so tired. You are very tired and then the phone rings and your boss is asking you, oh, this person didn't come in. Can you come and do eight hours for me? And you you didn't know you were going to work so you watch Nigerian movie all night until 3 a.m. and then you went to sleep. And then 6 a.m. He has called, and then your eyes are very red, but you rise up. That is the demon in the land, you see, and you have to be conscious of that. It is the demon in the, and then you rise up, and you you say, "I'll be there. I I will be there." You need to identify this demon and resist him. You see, the key is identify the demon and do what? Resist him. Jesus, he says that give him no place. Give him no place. Don't entertain it. Don't give him any place. He says resist him and then we do not resist him with our flesh. Because he says that we do not war against flesh and blood. We don't war against flesh and blood. We are not resisting with the flesh. We are not fighting with our strength. We are not fighting with our wisdom. That is why, that is why you will find places like in the Middle East, you'll find places like in the Middle East where it is a war torn zone. Every time there is war, there is war after war after war because there's a demon in the land which is always causing the war to come. And that demon, we cannot fight that demon by a good American president with a good heart, a peace-loving American president who will bring Saddam, um, whoever, uh, Arafat, and bring... um, that is the, the, no, 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 the uh, Israeli um, Netanyahu, bring them and then let them hold hands and then take a nice photograph and advertise. That is not how we cast out that demon because our warfare, it is not against flesh and blood. Unless and they rise up and say that we have identified a demon, a demon that is causing this to happen, it is not by peacemaking, loving precedents. It's not by flesh and blood. It's not by flesh and blood. And so the demons like that. He said, oh, bring them together. Let them shake hands. So you bring them every now and then. You find another president, peace, loving, I won the Nobel Prize, and bring them. Let them shake hands, take photographs. They like to hide in the darkness. And unless you turn the light on, they will operate. They will operate. Amen. We don't war with flesh and blood because our enemies is not flesh and blood. Amen. Amen. So it also means that prayer is more difficult in certain places than others. Prayer is more difficult in certain places than others. If demons work in territories, it implies that it is difficult to pray in certain places than it is in others. Bridges, do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So there are certain places where it is so easy for you to pray. Some of you were very prayerful where you came from before. I went to a certain country recently and you can't even sleep. In the, mid, in the dawn of the day, you hear people praying. They, they will not even give. And then you don't have any way but you have to rise up to also and pray. You, can't, you have to join the prayer. You find a group of people, they just go to a beach and it is dark in the beach and all they are doing is just praying. Recently we went to we went for a pastors congress in a place it, it was so powerful I mean where we gather we gather at the beach and then we just praying it was so wonderful But you can't do that in a certain place because the demons there they will not allow it It's difficult to pray in a certain place And that you ought to be conscious of that. That this difficulty in praying is not I am busy and I am tired. And don't attribute it. We are all tired and we are all busy. But we have to push through. We have to force through. We have to resist the demons. He says give him no place. We have to push through. We have to force our way through. We have to make it happen. Because there are forces against you. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing this afternoon? There are demons in the land. So when we have prayer meeting and look at us and half of us, I mean, more than half of us don't show up. It is not because we are, you know, we are all busy. We are all busy. If some of us will tell you what they have done in the last 48 to 72 hours and we are still here, you won't believe it. But we have to push through. We have to force it through. Otherwise, we cannot serve God. Otherwise, we cannot serve God. Yeah. That is why it is happening. Otherwise, it will not happen. Am I preaching to somebody this afternoon? Yes. Prayer is more difficult in certain places. It also means that marriage is different in certain places than others. Marriage is more difficult in certain places than others. Amen. It means it's easier to get divorced in certain places than in another place. In a certain place, it is not easy to just say, I'm divorcing. In a certain place, it takes generational men and women to finally agree. So the hurdle you have to go through to say I am divorced, but the time you get through, you say, "Listen, I give up. <laughs> Let us marry and be free." This, I you can't. <laughs> now that they are inviting an uncle who lives in a place where no car can go now it will take him two weeks to come and sit down because we are waiting for this uncle to come and sit down before we start discussing this divorce issue that you have by the time the uncle comes by the time this one comes from that place by the time that one comes you realize you are pregnant already (laughs) you realize by the time they arrive you are pregnant and you say let let us let us go And so you just decide, to let us go on with the marriage. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? But there are another place also, you can drive by divorce. You say, we don't want to do this anymore. You get your car, I got my car, and then we come by the judge. He's in a kiosk. Do you, you, you don't want this anymore? You don't want that? And then we sign. We are done. Because the demons that are here, they enhance divorce. That is why some of you, you are afraid to bring your wives and your, your all these people from the places to come and live with you. But rise up and identify the demons in the land and you say, yes, you go through divorce, but minus me, my wife and I will live together and we will love ourselves and we will have our children. We shall not divorce because we have identified you and we will light the light in your area. So you have to rise up and pray against divorce every day of your life. Because you realize that certain issues, small issues can bring a divorce in certain places. I heard of a man who had three children within a year. Three children in one year. But he's still married. (laughs) You see, I'm not saying it is right. Do you understand? He had three children in a year. But he's still married. But in certain lands, man, you cannot do that. In certain land, you find yourself even in court, <laughs> sharing your property. See, I'm not saying it is right, but I'm telling you the demons in the area, how they make it easy for you to do or go through certain things. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, it means that certain homes also is difficult to live in. It is difficult to live in certain homes. Some of you you are, you are living in homes where there are spirits of gossip that had dwelt in that home. And so since you move in that home, you have become a gossiper, gossiping all the time. Talking about things that are too high for you. (laughs) Talking about, you know, there are some people, there are certain things you don't need to say anything about it. But you find yourself talking about it. Amen. Amen. You find yourself that in certain homes, since you move in a certain home, there's too much quarrel. You are quarreling all the time with your husband. Since you move in this house, since you move into this apartment, always quarreling always quarreling. You need to be conscious of that. That there's a demon that is driving this quarreling. And you need to identify, how come since we move here, we are always quarreling? Certain homes, even when you move there, you have a decreased sexual drive. In certain homes. You have no desire for your wife anymore. You have no desire for your husband. In certain homes. And you need to be conscious of that and kill the demon that is in the home. There are certain homes that are the home of barrenness. You don't you can't even have a child in certain homes. And when you really would dig in, you realize that all the couples who lived here, they were always quarreling. All the couples who lived here, they were seeing all these psychosocial people for sexual things. They were seeing people for barrenness. And you dig and you find out in certain homes. And you realize that the moment you move to another home, you see that things are flowing. Things are flowing. You have to cast out certain demons from a certain place. And when the light is on, the blessings of God comes in. I'm not sure if you have noticed, but since we we really established in this church, I don't know if you have seen the blessing that is flowing all around. Not only in our church, but in the whole building. I don't know if you have noticed. This place was like, you cannot even smell. You can't, when you come here, you have to hold your nose. You have to hold. Look at now they are renovating. They are doing these beautiful things. Wealth is coming in the place. Because certain blessings, certain demons are being driven from the area. Because light is thrown in the area. I'm not sure if you have noticed that. Yeah. Today I saw them breaking bread in a style that I have not seen. Since we moved here, I see all these things blessings flowing around them also. Look at the classrooms. We were here. This place was rotten. This place was very dirty. And as the lights are coming on, the roaches and the mice and they are scattering. Yeah. Sometimes we'll be sitting in church and there's a roach checking us out to see if the word is real or it is testing. Amen. So certain homes, you need to pray strongly, casting out the demons that are there. Since, how come since I moved here, every time I go to work, my boss is quarreling with me. Certain homes, since you moved there, you are always late to work. You wake up and you are angry with yourself. My alarm didn't go off. Who turned off your alarm? My, I didn't set my. Did I set my alarm or I didn't set? How come? And every time you are late, you are finding an excuse. Cast out the demon! I say, cast out the demon! And you say, okay, I, I will set an hour early. I will rise up an hour early. We war not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Rise up and cast out the demon that is tormenting you. Amen. Am I preaching to somebody? You are preaching. In certain places children are more likely to be rebellious. In certain countries, children are more likely to be rebellious. Amen. And don't give in to say as for American children that is how they are. That is a place of rest. When you make that statement, you have created a place of rest for your children. As for American children, that is how they are. They are all rebellious. It's not true. You say, minus my children. My children will not be rebellious because the demon in the land will not cause my children to be rebellious and rise up and pray against that demon. No matter how young your child is, lie your hand, just every day, lay hands on your child and pray. This demon in this land will not make, listen, your little child, your little child, if you say, do this, and he says he's not doing it, I cast out that demon from you. That demon of rebellion, I cast him out from you. Because in a certain land, a child like that cannot be rebellious. I said, demons are territorial, and we need to cast them out. Demons are territorial. Identify the demon, and don't settle in and that's how they are. That is a place of rest for demons. They like you to say that. Benjamin, do you understand what I'm sharing? They like you to say that. That is how we are. Amen. Yeah you find the children are rebellious in a certain place. You see you realize that even you you never stood up, up to your parents until, until you moved into this land. Even you. You never stood up to your parents until you moved to this land. Because you have overcome you have been overcome by the demon that is in the land. Then you, you, you're talking in a certain way to your parents. And stand up and say, and, and, then, and then you say, oh, they are cake. That is why they are like that. It is a demon that is controlling you. It's not because they are, they are the same, the way they were. When you were holding your hands behind you when they were talking, they are the same. Their archaic ways are still the same. It is a demon that is controlling you now. That is why you are standing up and... Talking to your parents like that. Yeah. Identify the demon and resist him. Identify the demon and resist him. Hallelujah. I hope I'm speaking to somebody. Yeah, I'll give you one or two more and then. uh... It means that business is more difficult in certain places than in others. Doing business is more difficult in certain places than others. In certain places, you can't do business with the people. In certain places, the people are lies by default. Their truth is a lie. When they want to tell you something from their heart, it's a lie. Truly, what is in their heart is a lie. They are liars by default. And it's in a certain land. His name starts with a G. Everything they say is a lie. Lawyers are liars. So when you are in trouble, who are you going to? Leaders are liars. Everyone is a liar. You can't do business there. It has become such that even the foreigners who have moved there to do business, you find a Chinese liar, you find a British liar, you will find an Englishman who is a liar. They are all being dominated by the demon that is in the land. And they have all become liars. Liars. Andy. Liars, you can't do business in the land. You see, and then they, you see, there's another country also, they are, they are crooks. 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 And you see, you have to think about it. How come, as for this country, they are crooks? How come, as for this country, they are liars? There's a demon, a territorial demon of liars. They enhance lie. Amen. You are saying, I mean, I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything. So, you see, if you are from a place like that, you need to rise up and say, minus me. In my job, I will not be dubious. I will not be involved in credit card fraud. I will not be involved in this fraud. Payroll fraud. Social security fraud. Card dealership fraud. You say, minus me. Amen. Amen lies you say minus me it's difficult to do business in certain countries. you know in certain places in certain have you not realized certain storefronts every time somebody starts a business they close it it doesn't matter what i know of a place here on fordham road a big place i have seen many stores come in that place and they close Stores come and they close. Nice, they decorate, they establish nicely. And when I, I think when I first moved there, that store was ANS. You don't you people don't even know <laughs> Abraham and Strauss. They were closed. And then another big store comes in. PC Richards. They will close. And another big store comes in and then they will close. Another big store. There's a demon in the place. When you are about to start a business, look and see that every time somebody moves here, they are closing it. There must be a demon. Unless you are prepared to rise up to shine the light there, don't go and start a business in that place. Because you are going to close it. You are going to close it. Am I speaking to somebody this afternoon? Yeah. Are you learning something today? Yeah. It also means that any home, room, or dwelling place that you go to must be sanctified before you stay there. Any home, room, or dwelling place that you as a Christian that you go to, it must be sanctified before you go there. Or before you live there. Amen. Amen. That is why I I want to go to a place. When you are moving to a new apartment, I want to go there and pray over that place. Sanctify that place before you move in. Before you place anything. Before you take your clothes there. Before you take any of your belongings there. But you you, you, you just move. Ah, it's nice. (laughs) The apartment is nice. It's painted. You don't know what are behind the walls. You don't know what are in the classes and it's painted and and demons like that. You don't see them. They are there. But you need to pray over the place before you move in. Some of you, you move in place, you don't even tell the pastor. Even if the pastor cannot, at least find, get your area fellowship leader. Get somebody, get two, three people, gather and pray over the place before you move in. Before you take anything that belongs to you there. Amen. Another place that you always have to pray before you even lie on the bed is a hotel room. Hotel room. Hotel rooms are most demon-dominated places. Every sin has occurred in a hotel room. You need to pray before you lie on that bed. You need to pray before you put your head on that pillow. Because you have no idea people with hair snakes on their head that have laid their heads on that pillow as you are coming to also put your head on the same pillow. So it is a place that you have to pray before you even move in there. Hallelujah. Am I speaking to somebody this afternoon? We don't have a lot of time so um, we will pause here if we begin this one. We will not finish. So We want to pause here and we want to have our communion. And then um, you. Has the light come into you this afternoon? Have you received the light? Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. There are demons in the land, there are demons in the homes where we live, there are demons in your cars. There are certain places it is very difficult to pray. Certain homes, when you are there, it's so easy to pray. You feel free to pray. You feel that the spirit of the spirit is there for you to pray. But certain homes is very difficult for you to pray. Amen. There are demons in the land. The spirit of death is in the land. But it says that we will mark our doorpost with a blood. We will mark our doorpost with a blood. We will mark our doorpost with the blood. Let us read Exodus. Before we stand onto your feet and we are coming for communion. Stand onto your feet. We are coming to receive communion. I want you to just speak to the Lord. This behavior, territorial demons, Speak to the Lord and say, if the enemy has a hand in this behavior, if the enemy has a hand in this difficulty, lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You are here, you want to give your life to Jesus, lift up your right hand. You say, I want to receive Jesus as my personal Savior. I come to church, but I want this Jesus as my Savior. You want him to come into your life and to be with you. If you are like that, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that, you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. You are not born again. If you were to die today, you are not even certain of where you are going. With all eyes closed and every head bowed, just lift up your hands wherever you are and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Why don't you all join and say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I have sinned. Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. You died for my sins. Lord Jesus, I believe that by your blood I am cleansed. So purify me. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Take control of my life.
1: I will serve you from this
0: day until I die. Lord Jesus. Please write my name, write my in, the book name. Of life. in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, Thank you, Jesus for saving me. For saving in, me. Jesus name. in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Wonderful. Put your hands together for the amen. Lord as you take your seats. Wonderful. We, don't we, you. Open up the sky. we hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.